Welcome to Power Conversations Podcast. This podcast features discussions of overcoming by faith and resilience with women who are breaking glass ceilings and excelling to higher heights despite their past circumstances. Brought to you by What's Your Superpower TV channel, we will interview several women from across the globe who have overcome adversity and pushed through to fulfill their purpose. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Power Conversations Podcast. I am your host, Nadia Francois, and today we have joining us transformational coach, Tessa Hopman. She is going to bless us with her presence today and talk about her overcoming obstacles and utilizing some special tools that she has in her coaching program. I'm going to add Tessa in now. Hi, Tessa. Hey, thank you for having me. And you are very welcome. So I was just introducing you as a transformational coach who's going to bless us with some great, great tips on how to thrive in our businesses, overcoming obstacles. So I'll let you go ahead. You can give a brief introduction of yourself and move forward as we go on. Awesome. Well, um, thank you for having me and being able to share my personal story with um, women because all I want to do is encourage women who are not seeing the abundant life that God has for them, you know, to make them understand that we have been given the authority and the power to to shine as everything we are created to be and that there is tools that God has given us through science and the Bible that we can uh, use to shine as that um, fearless women of God. So that is also my own personal journey. I came from a background of not being Christian and then Um, coming into Christianity with a lot of guilt and shame and condemnation that came through that. And, and that kind of put me on a path of knowing that God had more for me, understanding um, faith and, and, um, and the Bible, but not having a revelation of who God was and how he felt about me and how he saw me. And um, my relationship with him wasn't um, really alive. So as I journeyed through my life, I became this person who knew that there was more for me, that that knew that God had more for her, but I couldn't tap into it. I didn't know where to get the answers I was looking for. I didn't know how to have that impact in the world that I was craving to have. And it led me to almost that wasteland that, that Israel like roamed in for so many years, you know, knowing that there's a promise, but, but being held back from it by my own um, limiting beliefs. So, I had to go figure out what that was and I had to um, do my own personal journey into that. And I started, um, actually my fiance, he sent me this link that's like, hey babe, I think this might be for you. It sounds like you because you're already helping people in a very, very different industry in the hospitality. He says, this just sounds like you. So I went through the course, um, but still felt like, okay, well, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, coaching techniques are great. But I also want to make sure that that foundation is found in in the biblical principles that I believe and value. So I started to combine them together to create my own um, transformational coaching approach. And yeah, that's a long story long uh, about how I started um, the Vine Dresser Coaching and why I'm here with you today. And I don't even know if we are. Are you coming back? (laughs) 
I can just continue. Um, so what else would you like me to, to go on to? Do you want me to share the, the story a bit more? Or? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. So I was, um, I was muted. That's why you didn't hear me. But um, I was asking, can you share with our viewers the um, definition of a transformational coach? I'm interested mm -hmm. as well. Yes, definitely. So in the Bible, it says we will transform our lives through the renewal of our minds. So what a coach does is give you those tools, give you the understanding of one, we have a brain, we are not our brain, um, we are body, which is our brain, we are mind, which is our soul, and then we we are a spirit, which has been born again when we, um, we said yes to Jesus. So those three combine what we live in reality. Um, so by understanding that, by understanding how they work together and why we sometimes don't see the promises of God manifest in our flesh, in our in our reality, that is the starting point. So a coach helps you get the understanding of maybe why sometimes you get stuck in procrastination, overwhelm, fear, um, the forever overthinking and never actually doing, um, always being anxious. And once we understand why we do that, then a coach can help you, give you the tools to overcome these limiting beliefs, to overcome these um past experiences that have, have put a mark on you and that are now keeping you smaller than what you're created for and on top of that with coaching the one thing that helps transformation is holding you accountable because the only thing that stands in between your dreams and your reality is the action part because you know the same same how we um how we conquer a mountain we're not going to get there in like one day or maybe even in a year. But if we never take the first step, we're never going to get there. And sometimes the journey, we're not meant to journey on our own. So sometimes trying to do it on our own because we want to, you know, save money and we'd rather spend some time, we actually find ourselves completely overwhelmed and we look at this mountain and we never move. So what a coach does is get you to focus on what you do want make you understand who you are, what you are called to do, and then create an action plan that feels small enough for you that you don't get overwhelmed, and then walk alongside you on that journey and help you um, aim higher and bigger than you ever thought possible. So I hope that um, kind of explains what a transformational coach does, but it's, it's truly through the renewal of your mind to give you new knowledge and then apply it, as the Bible says, um, which is wisdom to know how to apply the knowledge that you receive. So I hope that um, answers your question. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that is so phenomenal. And I, I read in your bio that you utilize this system to overcome some adversity in your own life. And mm -hmm. so give us a little bit of background on that. Yes, definitely. So, it is said that, and I don't know who said it, that our greatness is buried under guilt and shame. And that is where the devil is so um, successful because, you know, if we understand the Bible correctly, we understand that, you know, the devil goes uh, around 
roaring like a lion, but he is not. He's been defanged and he doesn't actually have the influence in our lives that we accredit to him. Because for for the for the devil to to move in our world and for actually for him to make our lives difficult, we have to allow him. We have to open the door for him to speak deception, to speak lies into our life. And I did that for such a long time where, you know, I I knew I was forgiven. So I became a Christian when I was 17 years old. And I was told, you know, when I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I would be forgiven and my sins would be remembered no more. But even though that was promised me in the Bible, my reality was very different. I was still in in my flesh. I was still struggling with um, the things that I used to do. I mean, I was no longer a virgin when, when I became a Christian. So that already was such a condemnation because the church sees that as like a cardinal sin. And even though God says there's no difference between you gossiping, you overeating, you having sex before marriage, even you wearing mixed um, mixed fabric shirts, um, having molds on your body, all of those were part of the law. But yet the church made this having sex outside of marriage such a big thing that from the get-go, as soon as I said yes to God, I was so condemned the entire time. I felt people look at me differently um, the way I dressed. I came to a Christian school from a completely liberal, non, um, non-faith school at all. Um, my, my skirts were too short. I was showing too much skin. Um, all of that got told to me. And sure, they meant well because they're also been brought up with these wrong beliefs that we have to you know, focus on living right, where God says he doesn't even want us to be conscious of sin anymore. And he wants us to live out of the fullness of the love that we receive from him. But that wasn't my reality. So because my reality wasn't living up to the promises that God had, I started to doubt that, well, maybe I'm not forgiven. Maybe God is as angry at me and as judging at me as I was um, experiencing in the church. I felt this guilt and shame and, and what, and And the devil uses that foothold. It uses imperfect people to try and convince you that you are not made righteous, that you are not set apart for a purpose, that God can't use you because you are broken, that you are disqualified because of the mistakes you've made or maybe still making. But I mean, Paul said, you know, I'll boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses because that is where God is shown strong. And that, um, but that I didn't have that revelation. So for years and years and years, I didn't believe that the purpose that God put inside of me to help people live their absolute best lives, to help people achieve greatness, to help people reach their potential. I didn't think that I that God could use me for that. And only when I started to, you know, become clear on those limiting thoughts, because often we let them roam in our heads. We let the devil come have complete free play in our mind. And we never actually sit down and quiet ourselves and and like write down these thoughts that are going on. So this is the first thing I did. I started writing down what are these negative thoughts, these limiting beliefs that I have in my mind. And then what am I basing them on? How can I say that these are true? Um, and then I asked, well, then what does it say in the Bible instead? You know, and the God says that I am the righteousness that is no longer I, but Christ that lives, that I'm called for a purpose, that I'm a masterpiece. I started contradicting these truths that I thought for years were the truth with the actual truth of what God says about me. So when I started doing that is when I started to, to feel a bit better about 
who I am and, and if God can use me or not. And then I would say the second thing I did is starting to love myself as yes. as the work in process. You know, God says we go from glory to glory and we'll only ever be perfected when we get to heaven. So attaining right. perfection is just unrealistic. So right. loving yourself as as you are in this point with all our flaws and weaknesses because God loves us. So who are we not to love ourselves? So I think those two things were really the first steps um, to my road to understanding um, who I am, what power I have and, and overcoming these things. Wow. Amazing. And I love the way that you put um, that we have to let the devil have his way with us. You know, mm -hmm. don't look at it like that sometimes. Sometimes we give him too much glory. And, you know, God already has told us he's under our feet, you know. Yeah. So I love the way that you brought that out um, as far as us limiting our beliefs and believing the naysayers, the dream killers. And one thing about it, you know, we, we kind of put the people in the church on a pedestal sometimes. And in my experience in being a Christian, sometimes the church people will run you from the church. You know, mm -hmm. you'll be like, is this really what God is about? You know, mm -hmm. and like you're saying with the condemnation and the condescending um, talks, but like you said, sometimes it's out of help and then sometimes it's just out of ignorance. You know, that's how I take it. <laughs> I just like, you know what? I'm not going to, you know, put their um, opinions on the back of God because that is not it. And so, yeah, I'm so glad that you were able to come out of that and really realize God's place in your life and also to push through and know that your purpose is to help others transform and find that peace as well. Mm -hmm. So leading out of um, those two steps that you took, what actually let you know that, that this was your purpose? Your purpose was to help other women. Mm -hmm. how, how, did you, how did you determine that? Well, there's a couple things that we need to realize when it comes to our purpose. And I even teach on finding your purpose in a day because I want to challenge people to stop making about them. That is your first thing. It's not about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. So by taking the focus off of yourself and then not taking yourself so seriously, and I know this sounds a bit weird, but it already says in the Bible what we are called to do. We are called to see needs and to help people using our God-given talents. And, you know, oftentimes we are very hard on ourselves. And when people ask, well, what are you good at? Um, a lot of my clients in my membership will say, oh, I don't really have skills or I'm not really good at anything. Um, but then if you start digging in, it's like, well, what, what does your family come to you for? Um, what do you often find yourself doing without anybody asking? And for me, that has always been encouraging people, um, helping people be their best selves. Um, I worked in a gym for a while and I was absolutely the most feared and loved gym instructor because I'd be so tough, but people would actually get results because I had such a heart for, for other women to see, you know, see the power they have in themselves and see the potential that is in themselves. And, and when you start realizing um, 
you know, the talents that God has put on you. Maybe you um, are always caring for other people. Maybe you're the one in church that is always there to welcome other people. Or maybe you are, you know, the teacher always breaking things down for people. So, you know, in, in the Bible, it tells us what our gifts are. And we can do tests online to see what our gifts are. And so that is the one aspect that God gives us to, to figure out what our purpose is. And then when we understand that our purpose is already described in the Bible, to see a need and, and meet it and to preach the good news to people. We're not all meant to preach from a stage. Some people also preach through successful businesses, whether that is a product or a service. Um, and some people preach as a mom, getting getting the kids' friends over and creating that that home, that, that loving environment of Christ. We all are called to do it differently, but we have forgotten how to trust our um our intuitions or the holy spirit to have already put those answers inside of us because if most people are really honest with themselves they know what they are purposed to do they know what they're called to do but they say they don't know what that is because what they are feeling called to do is so much bigger and so much scarier and feels so impossible that they don't even speak it out loud because they leave it as the, oh, that is just a crazy thought of my imagination. That could never be God's purpose for me. That's way too big. That's not me. I could never do that. Um, and oftentimes what we fear the most is what God is calling us towards and, and what we need to lean into. So really understanding your purpose is just trusting yourself and that God has already put everything inside of you. You know, when he died on the cross for us, he said, it is finished. He is not still working. He is sitting on the right hand of God because he already gave us everything, every provision we could possibly ever need in our lives. So it's already within us because God is within us. His power is within us. So yeah, that, that is how I started to realize, like I had those skills. So if I, when I sat down and I really got honest with myself, I did have skills. Um, I did have things that I was passionate about, encouraging women and help them see their potential. And then, you know, I trusted that God would provide for me taking that step of faith. And when you get your why and your what, um, so your why is your deep driver, why you do the things you do, um, there will always be an event or a series of events that lead you to be really passionate about something. For some people, it can be abuse or previous trauma or whatever that is. And then your what is who do you who do you want to help? Who can you serve with your skills? The how, however, is up to God. And that can yes. change throughout your life. Your purpose will evolve as you evolve. I love it. I love it. I love it. And don't you find when you're operating in the obedience of God that the steps are so much easier than when you try to move on your own? And they almost fall into your lap. Like right. if you plan it, you have this big plan and then you say, okay, well, God, is your will. And then right. it just goes, whoop, takes three left to where you were supposed to go, right? Like two turns ago. And, and it is true. It becomes an absolute roller coaster adventure when you let God lead, but it will always bring you to way better destinations than you were planning to go in the first place. Yes, I, I definitely agree that we are built for what he has built us for. And when we start walking in it and living in it, and first off, putting our minds in the right place with it, because, you know, 
that has a lot to do with it. Mindset mm-hmm. um, has a lot to do with our spiritual walk and also to us discovering our purpose. So I'm glad you brought that up. So Tessa, tell us about these coaching programs and the offerings that you have within your business. And once again, please give us the name of your business and your offerings. All right. Okay. So there's really two ways that people go in my business, depending on on where they're at. So my name is Divine Dresser. And if you go onto my website, divinedresser.com, you will see the definition of a vine dresser. Um, It's biblical. Jesus is the true vine dresser. And um, my name literally came from me asking, opening the Bible, and there was that story. So um, so really, it is two ways. And, and there is two, people are in different stages of their life, in different seasons. There will be people that will know that they have to take 100% responsibility of their lives, and they are willing and ready to take that uncomfortable action and really become, you know, the CEO and the authors of their lives, understanding that God gave them that authority and power to make it happen. So for those people, there is always um, one-to-one coaching. So they will do one-to-one sessions with me either um, either once a week or bi-weekly every two weeks. And, and those people will excel into um, their purpose, whether it is ministry, business, or um, a nonprofit. Those are the people that want to have an impact in the world and are ready to make it happen. For other women who are in this season where I was in for a very long time, who are just really still fearful, um, stuck in overwhelm, they just um, know that God has more for them, but have no idea where to start, and they want to find a connection and a community of like-minded women who are in the same season and who understand where they're at and they want to hold each other accountable, um, encourage each other and jump on group sessions together. For those, we have um, the Dreamer to Doer membership. So that will simply be um, dreamertodoer.com where people can join a a monthly membership for also um, if your financial situation might not be ideal at the moment, um, that is just uh, a way more affordable monthly option and there women can grow together. So those are the two main options and that I offer. I have an executive plan as well for entrepreneurs already further along, say five plus years in their business. Um, but for that, they will have to come um, chat to me directly. Awesome. Awesome. And tell us how your services will help uh, the, us as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, If you have seen any person accomplish anything great in the world, whether it is Barack Obama, you know, Michael Jordan, um, Mother Teresa even, they had all had one thing in common is that they had a coach on their permanent staff. And we all need coaches. Coaches need coaches. Presidents need coaches. House moms need coaches. Why? Because we can't get out of our own mind most of the times. There is a 0.5% of the population that can get out of their own mind and get their own answers. But oftentimes we need an objective person to to sit on the phone with us, sit on Zoom or face-to-face and just ask us some thought-provoking questions to help us search on the inside. Like I said, the, the answers are already there to help us go on the inside and find the answers and solutions to problems that are overwhelming us. Um, You know, when you focus on something so much, it becomes larger and you can't see it because you're too close to it. So by help by somebody who is away from the problem and can actually help you see it in the bigger picture, 
can help you see things that you couldn't currently see because your your focus is obscured with that problem right in front of you. So coaching does that. It helps you step back. And I might not be the right one, but get a coach, get anybody, um, get on a program or a one-to-one because we all need coaches. And it is just finding that coach that has the same values and understanding as you. And a lot of times Christians find that they work better with me because I work from the biblical standards. But it's just helping you see what you are currently doing that is not serving you and what you need to start doing to actually get from where you are to where you want to go. And that is what my coaching does for people, no matter if you're an entrepreneur or not, it helps in any area of your life. Awesome. Awesome. And I want to thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate all of these great tips and gems that you have dropped on us today. And I want to know, do you have any parting words for our listeners? Well, I have one parting surprise for listeners and and I always give only five away because I really want to show you that God rewards action and and I feel my my business is a representation of, of Christ. So for the first five people who listen to this and reach out to me and say why being a part of the membership will change their lives and how they're going to invest in themselves to get to where they want to go. I always give the first five people with a month free into my membership, and that gives you access to all my programs, which is over like $3,500 of value, um, because I want to show you that action or that life rewards action. So with the five, first five people, so there's always a little surprise I throw in there. Um, so, And that's also my parting words, like life rewards action. You can continue blaming your circumstances. You can continue blaming your family, your partner, your friends, your parents, or what they did to you in the past, and they might all be valid. But it's still an excuse to keep you stuck where you are at, the only person that is going to get you from here to where you want to go is you. And I love it. And on that note, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in to Power Conversations podcast. View us on all podcasting platforms. And Ms. Tessa Hopman, visit her website, www.thevinedresser.com. Reach out for those free memberships, guys. It is definitely going to be a life changer. And once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. This show is sponsored by HD Bling Rhinestone Apparel. Visit their online store at www.hdbling.com.